0: Welcome, Mystees, to our podcast, Within the Mist, a hidden place where we tell stories and analyze the likes of cryptids, ghosts, and other mysteries, for our and hopefully your amusement. I am your not going to say it three times. Host Gary, with my wife and co-host Goldie Ann. Goldie, hello, Ann. Goldie Ann.
1: Oh, hi, hello, Goldie Ann. <laughs>
0: um.
1: What are we not saying three times? My name.
0: We always can say your name three times. Okay
1: you're not afraid of me
0: I am definitely afraid of you okay good but Goldie Ann did you know that I used to have trouble getting dates when I was younger
1: <laughs> really that's odd
0: Wow. I'm just kidding try that again. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it hey Goldie Ann did you know I used to have trouble getting dates when I was younger how in fact I was so awkward that when I was a teenager generally this is where you say how awkward were you oh okay I'm like oh how awkward were you oh this is okay oh you just snuck this up on me yes Ant, I was so awkward that when I tried to contact Bloody Mary she ghosted me
1: Oh,
0: my God. God. All right, now we can get into the housekeeping. Um, One thing I want to report is that I recently been introduced to Paranormality magazine that publishes monthly with online stories about everything paranormal. One of the key things I noticed is that they sponsor a top 25 chart and each month people can vote for their favorite podcast that involves the paranormal. Exactly. That'd be awesome. Voting starts on the 21st of each month and ends on the 20th of the following month. Now I'm going to post a link to the Paranormality Magazine and I would highly recommend you check it out. Plus. Feel free to vote for your favorite paranormal podcast, this one, or any of the (laughs) other fantastic ones out there.
1: Or this one. That would be awesome.
0: Hint, hint. (laughs) Well, you can vote up to three times. So you can either vote for the same podcast, Hint, Within the Mist, or three different ones. (laughs) All right. So we are still closing up. October, in fact, this is going to release on the 1st of November, so we will have just finished Halloween. Um, So
1: this is our last Halloween spooky story?
0: This is our, well, I think for us, every day is Halloween. That's true. (laughs) And we had some family visit this week, so we did the whole Disney World with the grandchildren thing, which was a lot of fun. And we did a cornfield maze. That was that fun. Was, that was great. And in fact, I guess the season worked out really well this year because the corn was very high. So you've really felt like you were in a maze. <laughs> but obviously, we made our way out. Yes, made our way out of the mist. I mean, the maze. Out of the corn maze. As you're listening to this, we're probably just getting back from our anniversary weekend. Yes. As you may or may not know, we were married on Halloween. so yes.
1: it's my favorite holiday.
0: Is always a trip that we go someplace special to celebrate. So Most
1: of the time it's someplace spooky. He lets me pick a haunted hotel, and we go and stay in the haunted hotel in the haunted bedrooms. I'm sorry, haunted bed and breakfasts. And we stay in the haunted bedrooms. This year we could not do that because COVID last year canceled everything. So this year everything booked up before we could
0: get to it really fast so <laughs> I know for next year I'm gonna have to probably book probably now uh, as we're speaking about yeah. this so we'll see how it goes
1: yes hopefully Salem
0: keep your fingers crossed for Salem then. yes now today's episode contains ghost stories and curses that some members of our audience might find a bit unsettling so be forewarned We are storytellers who have gathered information on some of our favorite mysteries to bring to you. We don't attempt to scare our listeners on purpose. Well, (laughs) maybe a little. Listener discretion is always advised. Now, let's take a walk within the mist. Have you ever found yourself standing in a dark bathroom with a single candle for illumination? You stare into the mirror Enchant her name three times. An angry image of a woman with blood for tears is then said to appear. This legend of a ghost or supernatural being is conjured to reveal your future. Versions may be helpful while others may be demonic, depending on the variation of the story. But who or what is she? Today, we discuss the woman and the spirit that has frightened so many. Bloody Mary. Yes.
1: I'm so excited for this episode. Ah, love it. Sorry.
0: Well, what I would like to do to begin with okay. is, much like a police lineup, I mm-hmm. have four suspects who might be the origin of Mary. Okay. So let's go ahead and meet these four contestants. Okay. Chapter one, The Bloody Queen. There are just so many stories about the woman in the mirror, but there are just as many regarding the origin of the actual Mary and why she is cursed with such an existence. The origin of the Bloody Mary story may lie in the history of Queen Mary I, the first Queen Regent of England. Her history is full of tragedy and misery to support her being the actual Mary. Since her teen years, The princess had always been beset with terrible menstrual pains and irregularity in her cycles, which would later attribute to her eventual physical and psychological stress. She was also known to suffer from frequent periods of deep melancholy and depression, which would stay with her throughout her relatively short life. Now during her youth, she was ignored, declared unable to attain the throne, and even had her religion forcibly changed on her. At one point, she was even forbidden to visit her mother, and her life was in a constant state of danger in the royal intrigue. However, Mary persevered, and she eventually ascended to the throne in 1553 at the age of 37. Despite all of the odds and medical afflictions stacked against her, she was England's first queen to rule on her own, without a king. king she promptly married philip of spain in the hopes of conceiving an heir and it was here where the origin of bloody mary legend really begins to take shape mary was ready to lavish all her frustrated emotions on philip after growing up starved for love and forever seeking approval of her father philip however did not feel the same and he had no romantic desires for her he was 10 years younger than his bride however two months after their marriage Mary was with child her greatest wish come true despite showing the usual signs of pregnancy including the swelling of the breasts and an ever-growing abdomen the public remained suspicious of the Queen's recent good fortune there were rumors of a false pregnancy that were beginning to spread before long in those days, doctors did not perform OBGYN ex- examinations on a sitting monarch. There was also no pregnancy tests. So, only time would tell if the rumors behind her pregnancy were true. Mary had a due date of May 9th. And for the months leading up to then, the people of England and Spain awaited news on their queen. Mary went into a private chamber due to the custom of the time where she was confined for six weeks beforehand. Now the big day arrived, but the baby didn't. Queen Mary and the servants around her proposed that perhaps they just made a miscalculation of the delivery date, so they set a new one in June, a month later. Rumors spread like wildfire across the country. Some claimed that their queen had delivered a boy, and others reported that she had died in childbirth or that her swollen midsection was actually symptomatic of a tumor rather than a pregnancy. The fact regarding Mary's pregnancy, however, was that around late May, her belly began to shrink. Unable to explain or understand what was happening to her body, she continued to wait as those around her slowly lost hope. June and July came and went as her doctors extended the birth date even further. Mary finally left the confines of her chamber, childless and alone even more by August. She fell into one of her deepest bouts of depression as she convinced herself that God was punishing her for failing in a mission that she had set out to achieve as soon as she took over the throne of England. At the time of Mary's pregnancy, the people of England were divided between the Protestants and the Catholics. Queen Mary was determined to unite her people under the true religion of the land, Catholicism. So shortly before Christmas in 1554, she signed an act that would result in the Marian persecutions. Those that refused to recant their faith as Protestants, which was an estimated 240 men and 60 women, were sentenced to be burned at the stake. She was so cruel in carrying out these persecutions that she even sentenced pregnant women to die, thus earning her the name Bloody Mary forevermore. Mm -hmm. Five years after she ascended the throne, Bloody Mary died from an influenza pandemic in 1558. Even for the normally bloodthirsty English people of the time, Mary's executions were too much and often seen as being overly cruel in their methodology. Now, could these acts of utter cruelty in the name of religion and the medical conditions she dealt with her entire life had spawned the being now known as Bloody Mary?
1: I've never heard this and I don't like it. What don't you (laughs) like about it? I don't know. It's not scary.
0: But it does- It's just an evil
1: queen that-
0: That is now cursed to- (laughs) Well, it's an evil queen who is now cursed to live a life beyond the mirror. Yeah. Seek revenge against those who call her. She just doesn't seem scary at all. Well then maybe let's go on to contestant two.
1: Okay. Let's hope.
0: Now Bloody Mary is the favorite of those suspected to be the actual Bloody Mary, but she's not alone. In fact
1: Oh wait, so you're saying the Queen is what who everybody thinks is Bloody Mary? yes she oh, is gosh. the one
0: she is the most common origin story of who bloody mary is hmm. but okay. she's, she's not the only one that people people suspect okay she's not even the only queen suspected as being the actual ghost okay chapter two the execution of mary queen of the scots now this mary mary stewart a rather tumultuous life she was used as a pawn in politics by various men seeking the throne thanks to her legitimate claims to being both Scottish and English nice Mary was the only surviving legitimate child of King James V of Scotland and at the age of only six days old her father died and she ascended the throne <laughs> shoot now, of course, she didn't uh, rule in that time, so she spent her childhood in France and grew up to eventually marry the Dauphin of France, Francis. This made her the queen consort of France from his accession to the throne in 1559 until his death in 1560. God, these are short years, man. Widowed, Mary returned to her throne in Scotland And four years later she married her half cousin, Henry Stewart, and had a son named James. Now, the Darnley residence was later destroyed by an explosion, and he was found murdered in the garden. Who? Her Her husband? husband James Hepburn, the fourth Earl of Bothwell, was generally believed to have orchestrated the death. But he was acquitted of the charge and the following month he married Mary. Wow. So her husband dies, the man suspected of murdering him is acquitted, and then she marries him a month later. Wow. I think Uh, she helped. There is that rumor. In fact, the population was in such an uproar over the murderer and the marriage. (laughs) Following an uprising against the couple, Mary was imprisoned and forced to abdicate the throne in favor of her one-year-old son. Ha. Another baby on the throne. Yes. So she fled southward seeking protection of her cousin and great friend, Queen Elizabeth I of England. Mm. However, she wasn't exactly the best friend that she could have been. Being a relative to the English throne, she had a claim on the throne herself. Right. So she had an unsuccessful attempt to regain the throne herself. So Mary tried to take the throne from Elizabeth? Yes. And many considered her the legitimate ruler of England by many of the English Catholics. Oh dear. Now this spoiled any chance of hospitality by Queen Elizabeth. Mm. So Mary was pretty much imprisoned for 18 years by Elizabeth. Wow. Well, this wasn't in a dungeon. She was kind of just like in house arrest. Okay. Just as bad. Yes. But eventually, Mary was accused of being part of a plot to overthrow Elizabeth, and therefore Elizabeth had her executed. (laughs) It gets worse. Such friends. It gets worse. Okay. The execution would not go as planned. Despite attending her own execution with a dignified grace and even a cheerful manner, the executioner made a mess of things and didn't grant Mary any kind of a merciful or dignified death. Oh no. Yeah. Was the
1: blade dull?
0: She was sentenced to have her head chopped off, and the first ax blow struck her in the back of the head, Mm. missing the neck entirely. The crowd gasped as the horrors as the executioner pulled the ax out of the back of her head and quickly attempted to rectify his mistake. But then the second swing failed to completely decapitate Mary. With blood gushing everywhere, the executioner was forced to saw away at the sinews that kept the head attached to the neck. And eventually, Mary bled to death.
1: What the hell?
0: The tragedy and manner of her execution has led many to believe that she may be the actual Bloody Mary. Wow.
1: I still don't see any connection. But that was a horrible story
0: Well, that's the second of them
1: I just I mean none of these have anything to do with <clears throat> the mirror
0: what give me something that has to do with the mirror mm-hmm. well I may not be able to connect the mirror to you in <sighs> this next story but the next suspect truly embraces the bloody aspect of the legend of Bloody Mary wait that other one wasn't bloody enough mm. <laughs> okay chapter 3 the blood countess Elizabeth Bathory is considered to be many the greatest serial killer in history. Yes. Ah, I love, okay, I don't love her, but yes. Okay, I'm just gonna say that. Okay. (laughs) Now, so then you know that she is known as the Blood Countess. Elizabeth Bathory invited young peasant girls to her castle under the guise of caring for them on a routine basis. The peasant families would gladly send their daughters away with hopes for a better life for them and it was believed that they would have learned more as servants for nobility rather than be forced to live a life of back-breaking farm labor. The truth however was that none of those girls would live for long. Bathory's cruelty knew no bounds and she routinely tortured the young girls she took in. She visited countless horrors on her victims and was fond of taking baths in the blood of the young girls. Believing that the act would rejuvenate her and reverse aging. Many of her actions would later be incorporated into the mythology of vampires and Dracula. Eventually, she killed all of the young girls in the nearby villages, forcing her to look for victims further away. It is not known how many girls Bathory killed, but it is estimated to be in the hundreds. Her story quickly became part of the national folklore and her infamy persists to this day. Though not named Mary as in the previous suspects, her actions towards young girls and the manner of the blood involved do support her possibly being the truly bloody Mary.
1: I'm a little bit more on this one.
0: So you're a little leaning more towards more than... her being the...
1: Yeah. I don't know, I wouldn't say that I'm leaning towards her to. Be bloody Mary I'm just enjoying that story more
0: Ah, okay But well, she is a little bit more on the supernatural side with yeah. what she did
1: see it's just kind of I don't know I'm, I'm having hard troubles grasping this but I guess we'll do that at the end
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah you know because it's like I don't know I just always saw bloody Mary is not being anything real or ever being someone real ah so well then let's bring in
0: suspect number four okay Now the fourth and final contestant to the title of being Bloody Mary is a more modern and less regal version because this one was actually accused of being a witch. Chapter 4, Witch of the Woods. Okay. Named Mary Worth, the origin of this Mary begins in an extremely small cabin in the forest where she was known for selling tinctures and herbal remedies. The locals were very wary of her and didn't want to get too close, fearful that she'd curse them or their animals, and that those that chose to use her remedies were sometimes even shunned by the very religious for partaking in Wicca. However, very soon young girls began to vanish without a trace. The frantic families and people in the village looked everywhere that they could think of with no success. They just could not think of where she would be. A few of the braver folk even ventured toward Mary Worth's cabin in search of the girls there. The families were suspicious, although the witch denied all knowledge of the girls' disappearance. The village did discover one strange change in the life of their town. Mary Worth was usually elderly and haggard in appearance. Her age prevented her from spending much time in the village. Now, however, her appearance and attitude had drastically changed, and she was starting to appear more feminine and useful. <laughs> she was even much more flirtatious with the men of the town.
1: Ah, oh, a little hocus pocus going on here. Mm hmm. Think somebody copyrighted something.
0: <laughs> it was not until one night that the people could do anything. The poor miller's daughter was captivated by a mysterious voice. That only she could hear whilst her mother was sitting up in bed treating a very bad toothache she was using an herbal medicine that she had bought from Mary Worth just earlier that day with her daughter the daughter promptly ignored her mother and soon walked out of the house as though she was in a trance the Miller's wife was very frightened and shouted for her husband to come and help they went to follow the girl in the evening air shouting for her to come back but to no avail, as it was almost as though she was following an unspoken and unseen force. Yes, now you can see where Hocus Pocus got that part of the story.
1: I was going to say, is there a cat named Binks in this?
0: Not in this story. (laughs) Getting the help of a few townsfolk along the way, the town farmer noticed that there was a light at the edge of the woods. They noticed that Mary Worth was standing in a clearing as she got closer next to a huge oak tree. The witch was distracted as she held a wand, pointing it towards a clearing next to her cottage. The wand was glowing unnaturally, and the miller's daughter was headed straight towards that light. Once the farmers and the miller's father noticed just what Mary Worth was doing, they set upon her with pitchforks and guns shocked by the presence of the mob she realized that everyone from the village knew what she was she broke the spell and ran off for the forest even with her newly restored youth she just wasn't quick enough for the farmer quickly loading his gun with silver bullets he fired a shot and caught her in the hip she was trapped kicking thrashing and screaming and tied to a stake Unfortunately, for the villagers of the missing children, when they returned to Mary's house and did a proper search, they found what they were looking for, rows and rows of unmarked graves. It seemed that she had been using the blood of their children to make herself more useful. A bonfire was promptly built so that the supposed witch could be destroyed for good. As she was burning, she set a curse upon the villagers and told them that if they ever dared to utter her name in a mirror, she would be back for them. Her spirit would return to wherever they summoned her for her to exact her revenge. A modified version of this legend is the one that is most utilized during slumber parties that lead to challenges of performing the mirror ritual.
1: Okay. Okay. So that that's the connection I was looking for,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but she also sounds a lot like Bathory. You know, bathing in the blood, getting the youthfulness. So it's like kind of those two kind of went together as one.
0: Well, don't you think that many legends kind of take different stories and combine them into one and create a whole new? Oh, absolutely. Story? So, maybe.
1: Um, I definitely like this one the best. This is the most common one that's
0: told at slumber parties.
1: Right. Well, that's probably where I learned about it. There you go. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing is the mirror. Yeah.
0: Well, regardless of which of these women were the true Mary behind the mirror ritual, the legend of Bloody Mary has been around in some form or another since the 19th century with variations of the ritual and the results. Utilizing mirrors for predicting the future goes even farther back. Okay. Chapter 5, The Historic Ritual.
1: Okay.
0: Peering into mirrors and seeking the supernatural is nothing new for humanity. And in practices that stretch all the way back to ancient Greece, people have been trying to seek out ghosts or divine their future by looking into a mirror. The goal for ancient Greeks was to discern future events by performing a specific ritual, such as looking into the mirror and seeking either a healthy face that looks back at you or a terrifying apparition. If you saw the healthy face then you would overcome whatever illness you were currently suffering. If you saw the scary visage then you would surely die." Ah Mary. Although the Greeks never gave it a name that does tie into a lot of the similarities. Right. But beginning in the 19th century The divination ritual encouraged young women to walk up a flight of stairs backwards, holding a candle and a hand mirror in a darkened house. As they gazed into the mirror, they were supposed to be able to catch a view of their future husband's face. There was, however, a chance that they would see a skull or the face of the grim reaper instead, indicating that they were going to die before they had the chance to marry.
1: Wow. probably because they fell down the stairs because they weren't
0: watching where they were going. (laughs) Yeah, knocking upstairs in the dark with a candle while you're looking in a mirror. Yes, sounds totally
1: like a good Saturday night.
0: (laughs) Yes, definitely sounds like high-risk falling downstairs.
1: That doesn't sound like good slumber party stuff. It's probably why it wasn't put in there. Yes. Too much liability.
0: Well, over time, the long-established rituals of invoking spirits into a mirror to provide information of the future changed into what many of us think of when we are calling forth a very specialized spirit. Nice. Mary. Chapter 6, Creation of the Modern Ritual. Okay. Now, there is a folklorist and teacher named Janet Langlois who used to work in the English department at Wayne State University in Detroit, Michigan. She wrote an article in 1978 entitled, Mary Wales, I Believe in You, which many consider as the spark that ignited the popularity of the modern ritual. Mary Wales is just one of the many name variations that have occurred over the years. In her research, she interviewed many young girls including a gia a 12 year old who told her that several of her friends at her elementary school in indianapolis would regularly call a spirit back in a mirror in the girls bathroom during recess and lunch breaks and that the spirit they called back was a young woman they called mary wales who had been killed while hitchhiking on a major street near the school See, this is more like what i talk about from being a kid exactly and that's what lang had wrote about And then she focused on the relationship between the origin stories that the students talked about and their own personal experiences of calling her out. She made a case that as Mary Wales, the hitchhiker was killed by a truck, moved from a passive person to becoming active, although malevolent entity when called into the mirror. So the students moved from a passive position of calling into a more active one by calling her out. It became a rite of passage in growing up and asserting their place into adulthood against their social peers. Okay. The internet and other writers have taken this essay and much of the information has expanded into the modern ritual most people are familiar with today. Okay. So, I'm going to go over what the ritual is in common, although there are very many uh, variations. Should I go get a mirror? uh, We're gonna pass for that because I kind of want to publish this episode. (sighs) No fun. I'm never any fun. (laughs) All right. So, the mirror ritual. Many of the stories of performing the mirror ritual today go much like this.
1: You know, you can see your reflection in that computer screen.
0: sorry thanks (laughs)
1: I'm so I'm so divorced
0: (laughs) welcome to our last anniversary episode all right may I continue now sure Uh, I don't know if I can anyways uh, the stories of the mirror ritual today go much like this it is usually during a slumber party and a group of teenage girls are telling ghost stories to one another to outdo the last one. As the night gets late, the story of the mirror ritual finally comes up, and they all talk about Mary herself and the tragedy that she experienced. The girls all dare one another to go into the bathroom and perform it. They obtain a single candle and match before all gathering in the bathroom. It is a bit cramped with all of them working to face the mirror the candle is then lit and placed on the edge of the sink in front of the mirror just before the light is turned off in unison they all whisper bloody Mary and pause the rules of the mirror (laughs) ritual require that they repeat the name in a slow but steady repetition each louder than the one before Some variations say that the name must be repeated 13 times.
1: Wow, no wonder it never worked for me.
0: Well, others only require three. Okay, I stopped after three. But as these girls giggle nervously, they say the name a second time slightly louder. During the pause after the second time, the candle's flame, which was perfectly still up to this point, now flickers and dances for a moment. Shadows bounce on the reflection of the girls. No one is laughing now. They try to convince each other that it was only a coincidence caused by their breathing. It is time for the last repetition of her name but they all hesitate. At least one girl doesn't want to play anymore and wants to leave the cramped and darkened bathroom. Then one girl shouts the name for the final and loudest time. Those beside her gasp in terror that someone has gone through with it, and everything now goes deathly quiet and everyone is waiting in the dark. Seconds pass and the girls continue to stare at the mirror. They start to giggle again as their courage returns. Some make fun of the other girls for how terrified they were. The tiny flame of the candle dances again and all attention is returned to it, and The reflections of the girls in the mirror suddenly a new face appears in the reflection it is twisted and warped barely appearing human much less like a girl she is covered in blood the girls all scream while pushing each other to get out of the bathroom once free of the darkness they breathe a sigh of relief that is until they realize that one of them is missing the one that had finished the ritual That's
1: awesome that's pretty cool
0: is that kind of how it worked when you were younger? yes absolutely except we never lost anybody well there's always stories going about that you know oh I heard about someone who did it and yeah and one of their cousins got lost and got sucked into the mirror
1: yeah I don't know is this time for storytelling sure okay let's, let's
0: hear your version
1: <laughs> it. no it's no version it's just a really great story so are me and my daughter my oldest daughter uh, we love to go to Halloween Horror Nights, and our very first Halloween Horror Nights ever was in 2008, and it was the Bloody Mary year. She was scared to death. I was kind of scared because I didn't know what to expect, but she was scared to death. So, we were walking through one of the scare zones. That's where all the, you know, people are dressed up and they try to scare you as you're walking through the parks. And this little trick-or-treater, it was just a little trick-or-treating uh, 1950s type plastic mask uh, scare zone, and this girl comes up and asks my daughter for some candy, and you know my daughter kind of laughed drop and said I don't have any, and so she opened a compact mirror really quick, put it at her face, and went Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, and ran away. I thought my daughter was gonna die right then and there. It was so funny. <laughs>
0: funny for you. It was so funny. Um, yes. Funny for you. Lots of therapy for your daughter. Oh, yeah. Well, she was like uh, 14
1: at the time. And That's generally the age
0: that a lot of girls do <laughs> try out the, uh, the mirror ritual. It was great. But what do you do when you do call in uh, Bloody Mary? How do you dispel her? Well... Same exact... Well, Oh, I thought you asked me a question. No, go ahead. We, I was going to say
1: same exact way that you just said. That was that was me and my friends in the bathroom.
0: But how do you get rid of her once you've called her?
1: Oh, we haven't... We've never got that far.
0: <laughs> well, according to most <laughs> she legends... She might still be following me. <laughs> she might be. Because according to most legends, there's no guaranteed methods to dispel the spirit of Bloody Mary once she's been invoked some of the suggested methods include drawing a cross on the mirror with soap the burning of sage which is always the go-to technique for vanquishing spirits in the home flicking vinegar in the four corners of the room getting rid of the mirror because she's always going to remain in it looking for her opportunity to snatch you this is why you don't buy mirrors at garage sales (laughs) they could be haunted well also you need to never break the mirror or she can escape Now I mentioned that there are some variations. Uh, There have been some stories and beliefs that Mary exists in more than just mirrors. She can exist in any reflective surface, such as my computer screen, (laughs) as my lovely wife pointed out, (laughs) and can be invoked by saying her name by something as simple as a pool of water or polished metal. That's believable. Also, the number of times required usually varies between 3 to 13. I've never so, gone past 3. Might try that tonight. You what? You're going to go for 13? Maybe. Um, some also have additional steps, like you have to prick your finger and then press two droplets Ooh. of blood together while saying the name. Oh. Or you have to spin in a circle each time saying her name.
1: No, I have vertigo. That wouldn't work either.
0: Her appearance also can have various results. In some variations, she will answer one question about your future. At other times, if you are standing within arm's reach, she will lunge out and scratch out your eyes. That's the one from Halloween Horror Nights. Well, the worst case is that you'll be pulled into the mirror and will have to suffer with Mary forever in that otherworld dimension. In the case of Mary Worth, that could mean a Fury dimension reminiscent of her death being burned at the stake. Hmm. another variation that's popular especially right now with the new movie Ooh. is the Candyman series of films yes these are based on the short story The Forbidden by Clive Barker and they tell the story of a black American man before the abolition of slavery who after being persecuted and killed takes on the role of a violent vengeful ghostly character who can be called forth by chanting the words Candyman five times into a mirror so, you can have a male version as well as a female version. Right. The internet is also full of actual eyewitness accounts of performing the ritual and encountering really? the mirror specter. Oh, I've got to check this out. Well, I did that for you. One of the very interesting ones is titled, Eleven Bloody Mary Challenges That Mysteriously Worked, <clears throat> which I will post the link of in our <laughs> show notes. It has mysteriously mul- worked? Mm-hmm. And they <laughs> videoed it. Now I'm gonna post a link in our show notes. It has multiple clips of people who attempt to capture the presence of Bloody Mary on video when they perform the ritual. So it's hard to know if those videos were real or fake, but they some pretty creepy examples of people and their experiences with the ghosts.
1: Looked like people had fun with it. Exactly.
0: Well then since we're already fun. Since we're already speaking about it, let's talk about different theories of why do we risk being pulled into a hellish mirror dimension by invoking her name? And why are so many com- people convinced it works? I know.
1: Uh, I don't know. It's just the. It's, it's the unknowing. It's the wanting to be scared. It's like when you get on a roller coaster and you've got that moment of death that's so thrilling and so much fun. And then it's it's over and it's just. The exhilaration. I mean, it's like everybody. I am so glad
0: you brought that up because actually that is my first theory and it actually has a name. It's called Robinson's Age. Okay. Now psychologists have a term known as Robinson's Age. It's a period of youth in which they do scary and dangerous activities for the dopamine and serotonin. Yeah. These are adrenaline pleasure hormones that the body produces. So as kids are developing, becoming teenagers, these hormones are more easily accessed. So there's a period in youth when they need to fulfill desires of excitement by participating in activities that are a mixture of safety, but release fears and anxieties. Just okay. like you said, roller coasters, haunted houses, and doing the mirror ritual. Right, so, and
1: there's just that, that amount of fear that pulls you to the edge. And then once it's released, it's like, oh God, I'm alive. Oh, that was so much fun, let's do it again.
0: And, and there yeah. you go. I don't think you've ever come out of the Robinson's age. Have not. <laughs> All right. So that's the reason why people do the ritual, and they risk, you know, her coming out and grabbing them. It's right. that f- possible fear aspect. Yeah. But why? What are, if? But why are mirrors involved? Did you know that during the period before there were funeral homes, many funerals were held in the family home, and these could last for multiple days. This is the origin of the living room for those who are alive in the home, apart from where they kept the recently deceased body. Right. Now, tradition during this time required that mirrors in the house be covered to prevent the corpse from seeing its reflection and having its soul be trapped in the mirror. Ooh, okay. So that is why mirrors play a key part, especially when connections with the deceased. But why are people seeing Mary's face? Are they seeing Mary's face? Well, (laughs) if you believe in the legends, or, or one of the four possible potential suspects, right. yes, okay. but there are also other scientific possibilities. Okay. There's one called the hallucination theory, and it states that by staring into a mirror in a dimly lit room says, with a candlelight, if you do this for a prolonged period, it can cause a person to hallucinate. Facial features may appear to melt, distort, disappear, and rotate, hmm. while other hallucinatory elements such as animal or strange faces may appear. Okay. In fact, Giovanni Caputo of the University of Urbino writes that this phenomenon, which he calls the strange face illusion, is believed to be a consequence of dissociative identity effect, which causes the brain's facial recognition system to misfire in a currently unidentified way. So when you stare in a dark room, your brain is trying to recognize the face in front of it okay if you do this for a long period of time in a dim lit lit room your brain will change that face to try and recognize it as someone else
1: makes sense I'll buy it
0: as far as popular culture is concerned the mirror the mirror ritual is an ingrained part of popular culture at summer parties and during the Halloween season all across the world she has inspired books films episodes of TV shows each developing on the legend and the fear she instills. So, Ann, what are some of your final opinions? Which candidate do you see is the most likely to Bloody Mary? Um,
1: I like the witch one. If if we had to pick one of the four, then it would definitely be the witch. Mary Worth. Is that the was that? Yes, yeah, that was Mary Worth, yeah. the last one. Okay, I thought Mary Worth was the first one.
0: That was Queen Mary the first. Okay.
1: I'm losing my mind here. Well, losing my Mary's here.
0: That's true. Um, um, she is the one that is most common. Uh, she is also the one that doesn't really have a lot of support in history books. So she's a witch. Well, it, that's why it makes it easier to twist her story or what really happened to her into the Bloody Mary mythology. Right. But now, yeah. So you've done the mirror ritual. Right and nothing ever happened oh, okay so you're still <laughs> safe I'm still safe <laughs> all right but the real question though is that if you our listener are you brave enough to try and summon her okay. yourself tonight
1: well let's not kill any of our listeners we don't have enough as it is
0: well just remember the uh, ways of dispelling her and have a bar of soap vinegar or some sage handy yes, just please. in case
1: please just so you can come back next week
0: all right well Being sure to keep my mouth shut tonight um, while looking in any mirrors, I suppose this is a good time to make our way out of the mist and bring this episode to a close. We want to give special thanks to bensound.com for our introduction music. And for those who want to learn more about the legend of Bloody Mary, be sure to check out Bloody Mary, Ghost of a Queen, by Aubrey Andrus, or The Myth of Bloody Mary. A biography of Queen Mary the first of England by Linda Porter (laughs) you just realized
1: you said it three times right
0: well I'm not looking in a mirror
1: you're looking into a computer screen Ah. (laughs) (laughs) sorry okay
0: well we would like like to ask you to leave your sidekick yeah well we would like to ask you to please leave us a five-star review on the podcast (coughs) provider you're listening to this podcast on to help promote our show We are on social media and would love to hear your stories and opinions about encounters and ghosts of your own. In fact, one of our listeners submitted a bonus dad joke for you, Goldie Ann.
1: Really? Oh my lord. Yes. Okay.
0: Thanks to Christopher Solis, did you know the video game Mortal Kombat was based on an old Scandinavian church song? I did not. Mm, It was. It was based on a finish him
1: oh god
0: (laughs) so thank you very much christopher and for anyone else that wants to help uh, add different jokes just to torture goldie ann please send them wow now you can reach us on our facebook page within the mist podcast and we are also on instagram and twitter plus we have an email at within the mist podcast at gmail.com for any of you who would like to share We love stories about all kinds of ghosts, cryptids, or UFO sightings. We hope you enjoyed our stories about Bloody Mary, and we'll come again for another episode. Please spread the word to your friends who would enjoy listening to our tales about cryptids, ghosts, and other things that go bump in the night. But until then, we hope you make your way out of the mist safely, and perhaps a bit more curious. Goodbye, everyone. Bye, everyone.
1: Bye, everyone. See you next week.
0: And watch out for mirrors.